Blog Talk Radio. Where the hell? This is what happens when I don't set the shit up. All right, it's a uh, Thursday afternoon, and when I don't set up shit here, Kenny Chesney plays for some reason, which I'm okay with, but this guy doesn't need any introduction, or he does, or doesn't, I don't know. I'll take it. His group, his group texts are legendary. He's a hell of a friend to me. He is the, uh, the U.S. sales director, U.S. director of proper number 12 Irish whiskey. He is Brian Axelrod. How are you, bud? Good, man. Thanks for having me. It's been a while You're since I've done a podcast, so I might be a little rusty. You know, we've been, how long have we talked about this? Long time. It's like quarantine has made us do this. And yeah, I mean, I'm, it's hard for me to hide during quarantine, yeah? But no, nobody ever says you hide. It's it's we play nah, where in the world is Brian Axelrod. That um, is true. Never hiding, always, always on the run. <laughs> I mean, it it doesn't suck that you're as busy as you are. No, nah, you know, I'm mean, as crazy as, you know, it's good to get grounded for a little bit, but I miss it. I miss, uh, I miss being on the road, miss hitting other uh, markets, other states, you know, getting on the, the plane, the train, whatever it might be, and going. Yeah, it's it's really weird when you're in a certain city for a concert and you're checking Instagram and, oh, shit, Brian's there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, once, in a while, once in a while it works out. <laughs> a, a long life in, in the liquor business for you. What yeah. made you? Yeah, I've been doing it for a bit. What made you get into the liquor business? Like, where did you come from before you got there? Uh, so in college, I was doing, like, just bullshit, um, like, bar promotions with a buddy. Like, literally, like, 25-cent beers, 25-cent wings. Nothing too crazy, but I did that for probably about just probably three years because I stayed in school a little bit longer than most. I went to school in All Florida, right. but um, I came back it. to New York. Yeah, I went to school in Tampa, came back to New York and got into the financial business. You know, worked on the with on the commodities exchange and pretty quickly I knew it wasn't for me and I had a, a ex girlfriend at the time was like in Florida, became a sales rep for a wine distribu- distribution company and she said you'd be perfect for it. So I tried to get uh, jobs in New York in the spirit industry. Didn't work out. You know, now knowing what I know, you know, it's just tough to break in New York because of the unions. Um so I packed up my bags, went down to Florida, no job, nothing, you know, lived with my grandmother for a little bit, um, applied in the spirit industry, and I got a job as a sales rep, and that was probably about, like, 19, shit, man, 19, 20 years ago. So that's how I got my start, and I probably lasted there for about a year and a half before coming back to New York. And obviously, like, you know, you did the Ducey thing, you, you work for Jim Beam, now you're with Proper. Is it, yeah, I bounced around a little bit. But is it like a, a, just a different world today from 20 years ago? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky. I've, I've worked with two celebrity-owned brands, which is, uh, you know, I got friends in the business for, like, trying to, you know, how did you pull this off? Or people trying to break in the business with advice. And, like, a lot of it is happened to be relationships, long-term relationships that just worked out. But um, I've had most jobs in the industry, so I've, pretty well versed i was as a sales rep a manager i worked on the for the dish, distributor i worked for the suppliers i worked for brands i worked for you know all different walks of 
uh, all different categories in the in the uh, the spirit business. So I got a lot of experience, and then when I got uh, got lucky and Jay Z was launching a brand, I got I got a phone call, and for us, is history. It, like that's got to be like one of those things. Like you walk into that meeting, and like for most people who don't have celebrity friends, celebrity contacts, just the walking in there is like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like I say it all the time, like when I'm around people that like, you know, that I shouldn't be around and I'm like, I don't belong here. How quick does that yeah, but if you, you get over that? Yeah. I think once you, if you hang out with, I guess what you call it, celebrities or athletes, <laughs> just for a little bit, you'll real realize real quick for the most part, they're just like you or I, or, you know, there's some, obviously, some are arrogant and some are, are the most humble people in the world. But to be honest, in any walk of life, those people exist. You can go into a, you know, a financial company and you got your assholes and you got your cool people. So the, the, for the most part, you you realize that they're just like you and I and they just want to have a good time. And then, it, yeah, it get, you get over that pretty quick. Yeah. All right. Enough of the business. Uh, did you watch The Last Dance? Uh, yes, I did. It was uh, yeah, I did. Are are you shocked that guys are saying they're pit, like they're like Pippin's pissed how he was portrayed, Horace Grant's pissed how he was portrayed? It's like, dude, this is basically Michael Jordan's autobiography with the Bulls tied into it. Like if they just did a ten yeah, part I, series on Jordan, I'd be okay. Like I would have been okay with it. Yeah, I think what they're probably most pissed about is that Jordan did. Like that doesn't come out without Jordan putting his, you know, having the final say. So it was, you know, the boat, the ship was steered by Michael Jordan. The narrative was uh, steered by him. So I can see why yeah. some of the guys can get a little annoyed. But I mean, the Pippen thing, I mean, he did it. He, like the actions that they spoke about and they brought to light are, are facts. So I don't really know really how he can get too upset. The, the Horace Grant thing, I get they did portray him almost as a rat a little bit. Maybe I'll, I can side with him, but. I mean, Pip, Pippen chose not to go in that game. What do you want? What, what, there's not more to say. Not only that, like, you know, the migraine thing, like, you, you just, like, start watching, and you're like, Mike liked Pip, but I don't think Mike loved Pip. Like, I think Mike knew yeah, that he was, Pip was, like, riding his coattails to everything he got. Yeah, and I think he gave him, he gave him a lot of props. I forget what episodes, probably towards the end of saying, like, you know, he couldn't have done it without him. He's the best number two. I mean, I think at the time, I don't know how it works now because I kind of got away from basketball. By the time he was like so you know, top yeah. fifty player, yeah, top fifty player uh, in the history of the game. So Pippen got his due. It's just he signed a he signed a bad contract. <laughs> at the end of the day, he signed it. So it's kind of hard to feel so bad for the guy. Yeah, it's like that one part where Ryan Thor's like, "Are you sure you want to do this?" Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. The owner told him I not could... to sign it. What I mean, what else do you want to do? <laughs> Like it's so refreshing to hear an owner who's like notoriously cheap be like, "I don't think you want to sign for this long a term." No, no, I'm cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, hey, game a shot." But um, yeah, I'm not surprised that people are coming out put their spin on it because obviously, anytime one person tells it their way, you know, things are forgotten. People see things in a different light. So um, I'm not too surprised. But you know, I was a Nick, I was a Nick fan growing up in that era, so I was, that part was a little bit tough to watch. You know, like the funniest part of it that like that came out of it, though, so it was like you never knew the stuff about Rodman. Like nobody knew he missed practice unless you were there. Like that was 
like you hear like media types going, oh, we knew all this stuff. Well, it isn't for you. Like Michael Jordan's daughter's like, I'm learning shit that I didn't know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the different, definitely different uh, without social media. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's different, but it's it's unbelievable what he pulled off in the middle of the finals. He goes to tape a, a wrestling show, which is just uh, you can't even imagine that happening today. What a move! And he, and the team was kind of okay with it. Yeah, I, the only person that was pissed about it was Phil, and Michael was like, "Hey, it's Rodzilla." It's like, wait, Michael Jordan watched wrestling last night? I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just if if you put yourself, you try to think how that can happen today, and you're just like, there, it's just you can't. Like, literally, and not even forget about the regular season and the, the finals. Unbelievable. Yeah, and the fact that the whole thing was orchestrated, like the him and Carl Malone stuff, because they had the contract signed already that said, Hey, we're going to be doing this pay-per-view and we want you part of it. And it's like, wait, what? That was crazy. Rod was is a different beast. He was, uh, I remember <laughs> someone is. who was, someone was, um, a friend of mine who, uh, was like a, like a lot younger and that, that, uh, during those times I saw on Twitter, she wrote like, can you imagine, um, you know, if Rodman, you know, today, how famous we'd be. I'm like, Dennis Rodman was pretty famous back then. Like, his books, I remember when he did with the Howard Stern, the book launch, like, it was shut down Manhattan. Like, it was insane. Yeah, like, that. that's the funny thing. Like, people don't realize. It, it's like I had a teacher in high school that used to tell us, hey, um, you assholes, uh, there were sex, drugs, and rock and roll before you were born because our lives yeah. would have been boring without them. And it's like, you don't realize at the time it, it, it's so funny. Like when you start thinking back to like high school and whatever before that, and you're like, fuck man, shit doesn't change. Like kids today think they no. invented fucking drugs. It's like, you, you didn't, <laughs> we did. No, the only thing with social media and then tying it back to last dance is if, uh, like the shit with Jordan, if you take Jordan's dad, like that stuff like that, like the paper, like the, the news, like the, you know, the radio, they put out their stuff and it's hard unless he wants to hold a press conference, which why would he about his, you know, his yeah. father being murdered. They, they control the narrative. Like there's now with social media, you can, I mean, sometimes it gets too much, but you can't have it. <laughs> Nothing's perfect. But now they, you know, the athletes or the, uh, you know, the celebrities or even, you know, you or I, we have a voice their voice is a little stronger because they get more followers. Um, mm-hmm. But they can come back and, and then put their put their say on it as opposed to these news reporters just writing up an article, sell some papers, and treat it as fact. Hey, you know, that that's like the one thing that, like, I don't think people understand. Like, you know, I got buddies who play in the NHL and stuff, and, like, obviously, you, know, you got, you know, the single greatest fighter going – especially when it comes to uh, promoting himself with Connor. And it's like, could you imagine a world that those guys lived in? Like Will Chamberlain banging as many broads as he did with social media. Like it's no, mind boggling. Yeah. And, and then in certain ways it's better. Certain ways it's worse. Cause back then they can, you know, like even, it's not that you forget that like all this stuff is not that that you know it's not that old like the Derek Jeter didn't even go through this stuff like you know I know stories mm-hmm. of like you hear stories of athletes all the time and and or, and nothing really crazy just going out and having a good time 
but nowadays it would get so blown up just because of stupid social media, whereas opposed to these guys were able to, you know, I've been in, I've, and trust me, I wasn't with them, but I've been in a club when I was in the industry and saw a table where it was, it was Jordan. I think it might have been Jordan. Was there. I know it was, it was Tiger Woods, Jeter, um, and I think Jordan at a, at a bar, at a club in New York. And like today it would, it would be like cameras out. Everyone would have their cell phone, Snapchat, mm-hmm. all that stuff. You know, and then that, those guys were able to have a good time. Now it's a little harder. Yeah, like, that's the biggest thing, especially, like, with doing anything promotionally for, like, any liquor. It's like, those guys have to legitimately sit there and go, okay, who's got a camera out? Who's videotaping this? Like, Pat McAfee tells the story of, you know, his alleged arrest, and it's, like, the funniest thing you've ever heard, because it really wasn't captured on social media then. Now... I almost, I, you feel bad for athletes because they can't live normal lives. Can't do anything. They can't go. I mean, even just simple things going out to dinner, someone at the other table is creeping a shot. or let, I mean, people always came up and asked them for autographs and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But easier to just say no, no one's snapping a photo. I mean, now with cameras, and I, I don't know how they do it. I've been around. I've been around that part a lot, and it's just – it's you look at some of these people, and it's like, come on, like, what the fuck? Who cares? Like, yeah, you're in the same place as so-and-so. They, I mean, what is that? I don't even know what that means. Like, I don't know why that's that's cool. I don't get it. Yeah, like, oh, oh, I'm at Texas Roadhouse with Todd Frazier. Oh, okay, cool. Like, who the who, fuck who cares? Like, yeah, not- really, who cares? Like, you – yeah, you're at a restaurant. Everyone goes to restaurants, sir. You know, you're in a club. Cool. People go to clubs. Like, what are you? I don't understand. Like, I don't get. I really don't get why you. Unless the person you hung out with the person and you took a photo and all that, so you had a good time. It's like, even the whole like asking for the photo. And a lot of these guys are better at it than taking the photo than others. And shit, now with what's going on now, that'll probably change. But I mean, unless you know the person, like, well, I don't know why. What's what you get off at taking a photo with somebody and you really don't know. You know, it's like, it was weird. Like, you know, back in the days, like, you know, kids used to wait outside, like, Madison Square Garden for autographs. And it was like, all right, that's cool, you know. Yeah, and now it's like... Hey, listen. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I was no, in I... Vegas in March, and, like, I saw Mario Brodeur, and I'm like, my wife will fucking kill me if I don't ask this guy to take a picture with him. Like, yeah, my wife will literally say, like, kill me. Not, yeah. I was about to say, like, I'm not uh, I'm not here preaching on the top of the mountain. They don't take pictures <laughs> with athletes, because... Everyone's got their, like, you know, your guys. Like, I saw, I have a picture with Ric Flair backstage at some wrestling event, and I'm like, and I, I, I was talking to the who's who of the, the roster that night, but it was Ric Flair, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. We got to take it. I went to my buddy, and he's like, oh, it's, you know, that's Ric fucking Flair. And I'm like, you know what? We have to take ask him for a photo. And I saw one of the, some other, some rapper was back there. He was taking a photo with him, and I'm like, you know what? Screw it. We're doing it. I'm like, I don't care. We have to. It's Ric Flair. Um, so listen, I'm, I, I'm in that boat, but, uh, you know, it's more so too, when you're, you're at a, when they're trying to have a good time and like at a dinner or at a, at a nightclub, but so I kind of, it's weird to say, cause I kind of get why people do it, but like to the point you're going <laughs> to, yeah. you gotta, you gotta pick your spots, you know, you gotta know when the right time to do it is. Yeah. There's like a, there's a difference between, you know, I, I I've talked to like, you know, the guys I know that played in the NHL. If we're within, like, see, like, if we can see the building, we're working. And yeah. we know that if, like, 
if if Mark Messier is coming out of the Eighth Avenue subway entrance outside Madison Square Garden, from that walk from Eighth Avenue to was it Eight Pen or whatever the fuck that entrance is, he knows that he's on the stage and he's working. It's not like fucking Disney World where Mickey Mouse hides behind a fucking wall and all right, he's off limits. Like they know that when they're near the building or they're going to practice or they're going to a game, they're working then. Like they, they, they know this yeah. is what they signed up for. They're at Hooters uh, with their no, buddies yeah. with pictures on the table. They're not working. Like leave them the fuck alone. Yeah, you gotta know your spots and like listen, I I see I I'm out sometimes like hockey players are the best because hockey players are just they're the best athlete out there. As far as because a lot of the times they can go, it's easy for them to go, you know, unknown. So it's much yeah. different than the other sport. Like you know, uh, you know, I have some friends in the in the industry, like you know, that are athletes or baseball players that they can't move around their city. So I kind of get it. Whereas you take a hockey player, very you know, they can go to a bar and no one will know who the hell they are. So I actually get excited when I'm with 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 the boys and someone comes up and says, "Hey, can we take a photo, or whatever?" Like I'm like, "Oh shit, they recognize you. That's that's, that's fucking awesome." So. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a hypocrite. I guess as I talk, I'm a hypocrite, but just you got to pick your spot. Yeah, like there's a difference between seeing Ric Flair or Marty Brodeur or Jesus Christ. I don't know what I would do if I ever fucking met Tom Brady. Like, I don't know. My wife is afraid if it ever happens. She was like, you cannot yeah. bid on anything the Austin Challenge has with Brady because, one, I'm a fucking completely fanboy and I'll lose my husband. But. That's yeah, I think that's where it's different. different. If I saw Tom Brady, I'd be like, ah, that's, that's cool. He's a legend. That's Tom Brady. But everyone has their, like, yeah, but I'm also, you know, I'm not a, a Patriots fan. So that for a Patriots fan, I get it. You know, that's it's Tom fucking Brady. It's Tom Brady. The greatest yeah. ever. Oh, you, you said it right the first time. It's Tom fucking Brady. Yeah. It's like the best, best quarterback ever played a game. So, of course, if that means something, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna say, I need that photo. Yeah, like, and and that's the weird thing. It's like, the more like you dive into this, like fans, like I've tried in the years I've been doing this to educate fans because obviously when you have personal relationships or relationships with guys, it's like they're the same person you and I are. Yeah, exactly. you get like you get in, enraptured by the contract that Bryce Harper signed, but not every guy in baseball is making that money. You know, if a guy sticks around for 10 years and barely makes $6 million, guess what? They're fucking working for the rest of their lives. Like, they're going Thousand, out and yeah. becoming real estate. They're like, they're becoming real estate salesmen or whatever. Like, you have yeah, to understand. The day, back, in the day, back in the day, they opened up a car, car dealership or something. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm sure Dale Earnhardt Jr., who owns car dealerships, I'm sure he's there once in a while. What do you like freak out when because you went to get an oil change and Dale Jr.'s there? Absolutely. Yeah, the rarity of <laughs> actually would be, come to think of it. Um But like how like you've seen a lot like in that realm. Like what yeah. have you seen change, especially with like social media? Because you've used people it don't give pretty up, like, damn well. Yeah, it's just people don't, you know, if like if, and I'm not here, like it's hard to preach and tell people what to do. You got to act, you know, figure it out on your own and just be a, be a good person. Um, but yeah, just assess the situation and, you know, if like a guy's out to dinner with his, you know, family, like leave, let, let the, let the, let the guy eat. 
Oh, so that's if he, like you said, if he's doing the walk, um, you know, walk to to the uh, to the arena or to the rink or sometimes outside the team the hotel. Even there, like, but the team hotel guys are the weird ones. Like, I like I've traveled a lot with the hockey guys. And, man, every time like I get into every time I get into town like a day before and like you know the do the like the and they don't do anything crazy. They'll go out to dinner at, like six o'clock. Get back to the hotel by eight, and then you know they're maybe play some video games and go to bed. But man, I see these guys, these guys out there with like autograph hounds. Like those guys, that's just like what? Are, what kind of life is that? What are you doing? Yeah, like, so I get it if it's a, like a big fan and you happen to run into you know you run into a you know an athlete and you're like oh shit like I gotta you know get a picture or stuff. Timing's right. Yeah, go for it. I get it. But like there's yeah. just some so much weird shit out there that'll. That'll annoy you if you see it often. That you get, you know, it, it brings out the negative side. Yeah, and like, and especially because it's like you feel weird because they're like, who the fuck is with them? And then like they they automatically hate you because you're friends with them. It's those like, autograph guys, those autograph guys are weird, those, man. They, I, like I've seen yeah. them so much, and I'm like, this is some. Like they have like they open the book and they got like five cards and they got pictures. They're ready to go, and it's like. Jeez, and I'm talking about like we're in like Tampa, like fucking everywhere to go. There, every spot that I've ever met the guys, I've seen them at the hotel, and it's like some you're obviously busier than others. And then obviously, if there's an off day, it's crazy, but it's like it's got to be annoying. Like you have an off day, you have an off day, you're just trying to grab lunch, and you got these these guys outside, and then they're like, all right, we'll sign one, and then they come back, it's the same dudes asking for autographs again, and it's like, what do you guys like? What are you doing? Like how many of my like I remember like you know, growing up and it was like, you'd see them like the devils used to have their like open practices at um, South Mountain arena. And like, you like just hear guys go, how many of this fucking car do you actually have? Like, yeah. Stop wasting like your money kid. on it. Cause <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, kid, it's a, kid. a dad, dad brings his kid and he's like, I want, you know, that's a, he, you know, he's not putting that stuff on uh he's not trying to sell it, which I don't even know what these guys sell this crap for anyway. It's like, I even I, I laugh. I go to my buddies. I'm like, is that even worth anything? Like, no disrespect, but like, you signing a picture, like, what are they even selling anything for? Um, oh, uh, <laughs> but a go kid, down that but a kid a fan, Yeah, a kid with a fan. Like, I love. I get it because you know that that that's gonna make that kid's day. And then the, obviously, if that kid's happy, the parents happy. It's just a cool moment. But for a grown adult to sit there with a binder with like eight cards for each player and photo, and then they're then they're like, you know. I don't even know what the size is. Eight by eleven photo, and then a couple of pucks, and it's like, come on, what the fuck? <laughs> I got to yeah. do something with your life. Well, they are. The sad part is that's probably their business. And look, I mean, how many Jamie Lundmark pictures could you possibly need? But I saw that with just knowing Barnaby and and Danny like a tour and going to like Ranger games, yeah, and doing that shit. It's like. Uh, if, if you ever go, if you ever do it, if you ever go to a Super Bowl, it's even crazier because, like, and that's just going as a fan. But you see these guys in like the, around the team hotels, and they have like they sit outside because most of the time they're not allowed in unless they sneak in. And they got yeah. like duffel bags set up with like footballs that are like not are like deflated footballs. I saw someone break out a volleyball for a volleyball player. I'm like, how the fuck do they have a volleyball? But they have like this bag of like this memorabilia just ready to go, deflated because the balls are deflated because they can it keep you know doesn't take as much space. And they see a football player and they run, grab like you know an NFL ball and then ask them to sign it. They don't even know who these. Sometimes they don't even know who these guys are. 
Yeah, that's got to be like the weird one. Like, I, like I knew a guy who used to work for the Islanders in like PR, and he was like, I used to get off the bus in certain towns, and you know, guys would be like, "Yeah, Yo, you sign that shit." He's like, "But I'm not you." He goes, "They don't fucking know that." Yeah, He's yeah. Like, I yeah, could have ruined this guy's day just now, but fucking, I don't care. They make me feel old because I've been out with the guys a lot of never asked me to sign an autograph. Sucks. Wait, I must have did my thing on the top. Yeah. <laughs> I've never See, been what you got to do is you just got to like grab a pen and be like, so what do you want me to sign? That's how you do it. That or lose a few teeth and take a few scars a little, maybe, you know, like try to look like a hockey player. Hey, you know, you could be like one of like the massage guys or, or the equipment guys or something. They're in the fucking yeah, I mean, it, This is true, but they're not, I don't think they're giving out autographs. That's the problem, but uh, it's okay. I'm happy with it. I don't need to give out autographs. <laughs> Just want to be nice, baby. Yeah, well, we we could probably work that out for you. I mean, you could always sign something for me and send it to me. I mean, that would work. Um, there you go. Actually, I think I've signed like one autograph in my life. I was like, from a, like, do say podcast. I'm like, this is a joke, but I'm doing it. <laughs> Did you really? I got to hear I think it. One. Yeah. Yeah. I got. I used to get stopped a couple of times, but the. The do say podcast that we did, like it would, I'd only get recognized if I was at like a like not walking around by any means. It was if like there was like a concert at a stadium and I was either outside or moving around inside the stadium. So it, it had to be tied to what like what what like like Jay was doing, and I was in that world. So then people were like, oh, you're the do say guy, and to be and they, I was very easy to find because I was a bald headed white guy selling you know do say. So they can, with the joke was always like, oh, Brian's easy to pick out. He, he sticks out, like, you know, he's the, he's the white guy, lights up the room. So, um, but in that world, people would stop me. And it was, that is pretty cool. It was like, hey, the Ducey guy, Mike. I was like, wait, you first you know Ducey, and then you recognize me, and then like, ah, whatever. Um, so I took a couple pictures that way, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it is funny you say that because, like, you know, with the years ago and there's, like, Chesney concerts and you just see, like, his guys that do, like, No Shoes Radio and all that shit. And it's like, dude, people recognize them from – and that's where the social media aspect of it is really good because you can recognize – like, you get recognized. That's kind of cool. But No, nah, we did some cool shit. Those, those, yeah, those Duce days were amazing. Like, the, the people around me were just – like, I stole, like, their family to this day. I still speak to him. I still keep in touch with him. I have uh, that brand will always have a whole special spot in my heart, especially. And then the family, they were just, when I say family, like the whole rock nation extension, extended family. They're just uh, unbelievable people. They're doing, they do some, they're brilliant minds. They do some cool shit. And obviously do say is a product of that. Cause it's, it's, it's thriving. And it's like, cause not just uh Jay Z thing, it's like, you know, his family, his friends, they all the people around them all embrace this product and this brand and then put, incorporate it into their lives. And for me to have mm. just a small part of it was 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 so so cool. It was uh, it was it was it was fun. How does that like with like musicians especially, like with Ducey and like, you know, I reference Kenny Chesney and, and all that stuff. Their product actually has to be good because if it's not, only your fans are going to buy it. And if it's not a tour year, then sales are going to slump because most bars don't take it on. How much harder is that for your job? Oh, there's a difference. There's there's your fans or then like when a brand, like not everyone can do it. You know, it's got a, 
you know, you're still building a brand. So it's like you're taking actually, so if you're taking an artist or an athlete or something and, you know, they're a brand to themselves and they're going to try and create another brand. Um, Mm -hmm. Let me see if I go off on a little bit of a a tangent here, but I was listening to another podcast and they're talking about Jordan, how he he was just built this sneaker. uh, I mean, he built a sneaker brand that is for, it's just, it's a game changer. It's like, you know, obviously nothing will ever touch it in anyone's lifetime. Mm -hmm. But then look what he tried to do with other fashion brands, like whether it be Oakley or is like, you know, the suits or whatever, and it, it didn't work. So it's not easy for these athletes and celebrities or artists to build something. It's just not like turning on a, a switch. So for a guy like Jay-Z or um, even like George Clooney or Cosmigos, for them to build the brand, steer it in the right direction, and then have it go kind of mainstream outside of their – their world because I used to go and would you say and people never heard of it. I'm like, what do you mean you never heard of it? I'm like, don't you know the Beyonce song? You know, like Drunk in Love. Like, yeah, I go do say is a shit if I do say so myself. And like, oh fuck, that's that's they didn't even know. You know, in my world, I thought everyone knew it. Everyone knew that was a brand, and you know, yeah. you have to get outside that world and be like, no, not everyone either pays attention or goes through social media or just knows. So for what the, where some of these people are doing to build brands, it's not easy. And when it hits, it's, it's literally a lot of it's teamwork. It's a lot of, it's, it's a cool thing to watch and see. I'm lucky yeah, to be it, part of two of them, two of uh, two. Or, I mean, if you call it a space, I'm lucky to be part of three of them. So, I mean, I'm lucky. Yeah. And, and like the, the, the bigger thing is it's like, yeah, I, I'm sure proper crushes fight weekends. Those are, but those it okay. had to be yeah, yeah. But it had to be good to get people to buy it non-fight weekend. Well, I always say this with any brand, right? If you maybe you might buy it once out of whether you're a fan or you know you, you're an influencer, which you want to use a silly word, but if you're if you're you might buy it once. And when you talk about a, a you know tangible like a product that you can consume, if it's not good, why would you buy it again? Maybe you you buy like a token bottle to put on your bar, but why you wouldn't consistently drink something you, or you don't like. So yeah. when a brand gets this, you know is is building and it, as it continues to grow and it it you know you put it in one place and it it starts to build and it you know you're doubling sales or you're tripling sales it's like oh shit like it's becoming a brand um and that's only because you put out a good quality product without a good pro- product so in the liquor world without good juice good luck yeah. you're not going to you're not going to you're not going to make it cuz eventually people are going to not continue to support you know and, and add in it's like in the proper thing like i that's the only Irish whiskey I drink now if I have a choice. You know, a lot of places don't Appreciate give me a choice. They, they, well, I mean, look, yeah. right? granted, it doesn't hurt that you're a friend of mine, but I would still drink Thank it you. because it's good. You know, if if we weren't friends and somebody brought it over, I'm like, well, that, God damn, this is better than that other green bottle stuff Yeah, uh, that everybody in the world knows, but that's just because they have a huge engine behind them and they're going, oh, shit, there's another player here now. Is that what you see with that in that case? Yeah, I mean, it was, I, it, there's, I see a little bit of everything, man. You know, it's like um, 
I got to go back to the thing. The most important thing is that it's good. Because even if take away like buying another bottle or just continue, I mean, it could be that, like that one shot that night. If you take a shot, whether it be at your friend's house or, or at a bar, and mm. if you don't like it, you're not going to really, you know, want to do another one. So to go from just like a single shot to a bottle, you know, when you go to the, when you go to the liquor store. So, um, it really does like the most important thing, obviously with, uh, when you have a celebrity backing, it helps you get, the, get the brand out there and, uh, yeah. afford you luxuries. That other people and other brands don't have, but you also opens you up to more critics too. So there is, you know, there, there is that, but at the end of the day, if the product is good, no matter what these, a hater might say if the people that are drinking it are buying another bottle or ordering another round yeah. that's what that's what you that's what you want and the only way to achieve that is if the product if the product is good i mean it can go for anything you can buy you know a pair of back in the day go a pair of air jordans if you, they weren't comfortable or they didn't look good um and they didn't or they didn't like you know they didn't they wore well you're not going to go back so and that's why people love nike because nike puts out a good product yeah, you know, and that's the funny thing. Like when I was growing up, I my family, my mom's a Catholic school teacher, or was when I was growing up in those formative years where Air Jordans cost 125 bucks. And let me tell yep. you, if I said to my mother, "I want a pair of 125 dollars sneakers," I would have gotten laughed out of the fucking room. Uh, yeah, now I have money. Sneakers for uh, yeah, you yeah. get your sneakers for 20 bucks. Why you spend 120? Yeah, now it's like now I have money, and now it's like oh, I can buy them. Oh fuck! They're two hundred and twenty bucks now. Son of a bitch! I could have had these for a lot less. I wouldn't still have them. Not like that. Not like that. You got to wait on. You got to wait in line at the mall. You got to wait online in the freezing cold now for these drops. These sneaker drops are unbelievable. Yeah, thank God for the apps. Like, thank God for that Nike sneakers app. Because I already got the notification for like the thirteens that are coming out. They're like, oh, well, we'll let you know when your spot lines up. It's like this is nothing more than a digital ticket master waiting for playoff tickets or concert tickets Same or whatever. The fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. During the quarantine, during the quarantine, I thought that was how to get groceries. I was like, Oh, you're trying to get the groceries delivered. And they'd be like, Oh, there are no time slots available. Try again. I'm like, this is legit. Like just ticket master. I'm wasting my time by hitting like refresh, refresh, but I'm like, I got time on my hands. So I keep doing it. But, in the beginning, of, oh. <laughs> I don't know how I got here. In the beginning of the quarantine, trying to get food delivered, I was like, "What?" It was like a game for me. Dude, it's still a game. Like, you know, like some places, it's been a lot easier. Like my parents are still in Jersey City. It's still it's easy for them to order shop right at home or whatever. Down where I live, fuck, you gotta like hope that you can get a spot at two o'clock in the morning a week away. It's like this. That's that's yeah, not fucking socialism. It's funny because uh, the other day I, I, I've been uh, I'm I'm at my parents for one more week so but uh, I'm staying at my folks' house got away from like the West New York Burton County shit I've been there helping them out oh, ordering groceries for them and they're like uh, I just go on and put some stuff in the in their little Instacart thing and be like all right let me check the times and like the other day I was like two hours away I'm like oh fuck I just hit accept and I'm like I don't even know what I put in the damn cart I just saw, yeah. I got so excited that. I, I saw a time, and I just hit it. I go, like, all right, let's go. I got food. I told my parents, I'm like, all right, we got food coming today. Like, what'd you order? I'm like, I have no goddamn idea. Just yeah, whatever like I put it, in the cart, it's coming. 
And it's like ShopRite's got the thing where it's like, all right, well, at least they're getting good at like putting like next week's sale circular out. It's like, oh, shit, Snapple's on sale this week. Let me fucking buy four cases of that shit because it's on sale. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're, yeah. Are, are you amazed? And then, and then, that, then, and then, and then that day oh, they, they run out of this shit, so they try to replace it. And it's like a, it's like a little bit of it. It's a game. But, you know, we're going to be a lot worse, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, Larry the Cable Guy said, what is this, Russia? Well, we're becoming it. Um, are you shocked this is still what it is? Like, we're still trying to figure out when we can go to the beach and do whatever the fuck else? Yeah, because it's like, uh, man, it's like, uh, it's, it's hard to, it's, it's, I guess it's tough to explain, but it's like, you know, you go through this wave of emotions even just throughout the day. It's like sometimes you're you're positive, then you can go on social media or Twitter and you read one, click on one article, and then you think you know the world's ending in five minutes. Um, but yeah, I remember having conversations back in March, I think when the NBA was getting shut down and there was like all that stuff, and you have conversations with the boys, and they're like, all right, you know what? If this goes to June first, fuck it, sign me up. I'll deal with this till June first. And now you're like. I don't even know how this ends ever, you know? So it's like, it's, it's become more of like, fuck, this is, we're in this for the long term, but, um, it's also brought out a lot of ugliness. I think it's, uh, we, you know, we're, we're in times now where people are trying not to do the right thing. They're just trying to do things that'll help whatever, whatever they're, whatever they're pushing. You know, and that's like the hardest part. Cause like when the whole thing shut down, like I, I was tra- tracking it because I was going, going to vegas in march and i was like well i hope the fucking trip doesn't get canceled and then like we got home and like we're sitting there and i was talking to my wife and i'm like how the nights every night's a fucking playoff game but i want to see an actual playoff game there so like we were sitting there we were like working it out could i swing shooting out there for a couple days and whatever and then it's like i don't know when the next time i'm going to vegas is or we don't like we don't know the next time you can go anywhere. It's like we're trying to plan, you know, like our fifth wedding anniversary and go to Disney World. Do that next year? Like this is kind of weird. Yeah, now, now you're right. Now you're looking at next year. Before a few months ago, you'd be like, all right, in a couple of months. Like I have, um, I have two friends that had to postpone their wedding, um, yeah. and then through the whole time, we're like, all right, I think we can make it. We might just, you know, one was in Italy, so we're like, that ain't gonna. We were we were all negative about that. We're like, that's not gonna happen. Um, but I had a buddy that was getting married, supposed to get married in Miami in May. And, you know, the thought of not going to that was like not even, you know, it didn't even cross our minds. And then as things started progressing, then you're like, all right. Um, but now it's like, you know, I'm looking at like, you know, I have a nephew that plays high school football. So we're like, all right, do, they, do these kids play play football in the fall? And now it's like, do they even go to school in the fall? And it's like the way uh, – some of these people are running these states. I'm like, they're not going to let these kids play football. They're not even letting you, you know, not even letting you go shop. You know, it's funny. Like, the NCAA never does anything right. And the day they announced that they were canceling everything for the rest of the year, you're going, wait, there, there's got to be more to this. And yeah, you're just, but like, I had to cancel the tournament. That was, that was, that was, uh, that was one of those moments. Like obviously the NBA, and then but the NCAA to cancel the uh, the tournament was uh, a big oh shit moment. Yo, know, and then like you know, you're sitting there and you're like, all right, at least the Big East is going to play with no fans in the stands. All right, we'll get our money back for the championship game, but whatever. And then they eighty six that shit at halftime, and you're like, 
St. John's was the last live sporting event we had in this country. Insane. St. John's. But but thank God for NASCAR, UFC, and the WWE. Yeah, there's some sports that can get, uh, I guess, social distance a little bit easier. UFC, obviously, is the first thing from social distancing, but it's also it's just two it's just two people and then it's easy to test. Plus, kudos to Dana White; he doesn't give a shit. But he also doesn't have, uh, you know, he doesn't have to do what MLB is doing right now: fight with a players union or even the NHL. You know, when you're dealing, he doesn't have a union. He's like, all right, who wants to fight? Most of these guys in the UFC, you know, don't earn a lot of money. Fight maybe twice a year if they're lucky. So if they get a chance to to fight, and then you know, especially and with being on the big stage, they're gonna do it. They're gonna take that risk. And most of these guys are young. They're in shape. They're being tested. So to be honest. Why not? Like, I'm, sh- I'm sure there's a little bit of nerves, but, like, what's prevented? Why wouldn't they do it? But Dana White can do whatever the fuck he wants. He doesn't have to answer anyone. Yeah, and, and the other thing with them is they're not in the demographic that could possibly get really sick. You know, there, there's no 75-year-old fighter that's got diabetes. But like No, you, and they, in, in, the, no. And they're getting but it's the like NASCAR, too. Stuff. Yeah, but if yeah. you look at then you're, it's like NASCAR also. Those sports... You know, both also privately owned. Like they can, they don't. Those sports are okay without fans as well. Like you don't need fans. Fans in the UFC are great when there's like a an awesome fight. Like the energy is is unreal. But for the time being, it it kind of it's not bad. Saying NASCAR, who gives a shit? Um, so they kind of get away with it. I don't know how baseball and football, even hockey, a little bit can do without fans. That's where because. That that energy that building does kind of affect the game a little bit. You know, and not only that, but when you talk about like the players' unions and the and the CBAs that have been signed and everything, there's a lot of money at stake there. You know, like yeah. everybody's killing like Blake Snell, and I'm going, wait, he he he's actually speaking truth here. You may not want to hear Blake, the truth, yeah, but it's the truth. Blake Snell thing. The Blake Snell thing's interesting because the people are allowed to like beat him up and get on him, and he probably is going back. He just handled it a different way. But a lot of stuff that he said is he, one, he has his right to do it. If the guy is, doesn't want to play, I mean, doesn't want to play under these circumstances because he's, you know, is taking a risk with his health and his life, and that's where he tied it into money, which has got to get a, a, people just beat the shit of him, but. Listen, there's a global pandemic. There's no, uh, there's no hiding that. So if the guy fears for his life a little bit, how can you, how can you shit on him? Uh, he, he, like I said, he handled it a little with the money. No one, no one wants to hear that. And as an athlete, you should be aware of know the room. Um, mm-hmm. And then privately, yeah, of course, if the guy wants all his money, he has that right. Yeah. And I don't see anything like I don't see anything wrong with a guy wanting his money. Especially when, you know, we we settled on this deal, and now you want to like push the goal line. Sounds like a lot like what's going on at Barcel right now. Yeah, the, yeah, the Barcel sounds amazing. It, go ahead, just switch it over to Barcel, and they never <laughs> fucking lose, man. No matter what happens, they don't lose. They turn everything into a win. It's amazing. Yeah, like that. This whole. Like, thanks for. 
turning me on to the uh, Token CEO podcast that Erica's doing. Because I listened to that yeah, last night. I'm she's, like, <laughs> she's, she's so good. good. The and way then, like, she you explains look at, stuff and it's, it's open, it's quick, so you only have to listen for 20, 30 minutes. I mean, even if you don't want to listen to all of it, I mean, but um, I had uh, I've met Eric a couple of times, been in uh, some meetings with her. She's just a good, good, she's good people. And her podcast is just, it's just pure honesty. And as much as you think Dave's a, a lunatic, whatever, the dude's honest as well. They live, they live different lifestyles, but um, they tell it like it is. I mean, Dave's even said it. He's like, the one thing you can't say is call me a liar. Yeah. Yeah, that whole, oh, like, yeah, that they, pocket. Uh, they, they, Port, Portnoy and Big Cat oh. don't lose. Anything they do is turns into a winner no matter what. But it's unbelievable to watch those guys. Yeah, and it's because they've built their brand and, and they have brand loyalty. And that, like you were saying before, when you have brand loyalty to something, like I may get mad at Barstool. I may not like some of the new people. Like I can't stand hubs, so I won't read his shit. I love Carabas. I think Carabas is the greatest internet troll ever. But he also knows what he's doing. He's really good at it. Yeah, you just have that hatred for those Yankee fans. I guess. You, you have, it you has ever, nothing you, to do. No, <laughs> I, I like J, no, I like JJ. Back in the day, I just Hubs is the Yankee fan I can't stand. Yeah, listen, it, it's uh, that's the beauty of um, <laughs> there. That's the beauty of, of Barso is that you. I mean, it's always with anything. It's like if you don't like it, don't click, don't listen, don't. And then when you're now you're doing individuals. Social media, you don't choose to follow. That's why I was like, some people, like, when they get critical of people on, on social media, the great comment back is, like, you chose to follow. Like, unfollow. It's that simple if you don't like what I'm saying, you know? Like, what do you, like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, you don't like the president? Don't follow his tweets. It's it, it's so mm-hmm. simple. It, it, but it brings to the mind a great... Yeah. <laughs> but it brings to mind a great scene but... in... Pro- Y'all, he is. He, he is. He, he should stop tweeting. Uh, yeah. But it brings to mind that great scene in private parts. How long does the average Howard Stern fan listen? 90 minutes, an hour and a half to two hours. They want to see what he's going to say next. Well, what about the people that don't like Stern? Two to three hours a day. But if they don't like him, why do they listen so long? Most common answer, they want to see what he's going to say next. Yeah. Like... Okay. But, yeah, and then, but then to take it to the thing with Barstool is like some of the people just there is that emotion of getting angry and being and that being like you know enjoyable. Like I, I for years now it's like now it got to the point I can't do it anymore. Uh, but for years I would listen to uh, Francesca and not so much. I never that I liked his takes or agree with him or whatever. It was more of like I was just I was yelling at my radio like what the hell are you talking about, dude? Yeah, but then am I? Am I? I but I would never got myself to call or write or whatever. I I I'm, I can stop myself from doing that, but I listened to him because and yeah. I think and just because he made me angry, but I enjoyed that anger, I guess. And, but it was a good anger though. Like and, and yeah, yeah, no, I, I wasn't wasn't having road rage. I wasn't punching my punching my thing. It was like I was like me arguing with him in my head. Like you just look at like some of like just like wait like sports arguments turn. It's like. I you've known me for way too damn long in, in probably most people's respects. But you know I can't stand Derek Jeter. I think he's an absolute scumbag. But 
other people can't understand why I don't like them. And like, cause it's just the way I am. I just don't like them. And you, and that's okay. Like, it's okay not to like somebody. When did we become yeah. a, like a, a country? You have to like me. Oh, God damn. Like California. Yeah. That's what you can't, not, not everyone's going to be liked. like, like even have uh it's just not possible. It's like, it's, because people sometimes don't like someone for just, I mean, it gets crazy where people like someone because too many people like them. So it's just, that's why sometimes it's got to easier said than done, but shut out the world a little bit. Just focus on the people around you, yourself, your your gig, and, and, and then just live life. Sometimes it's like, you know, like I said, easier said than done, but you can't get worried with a lot of the bullshit, like especially, and then you bring it back to what's going on now. There's so much crap. I love Twitter, but there's so much shit on there. I can honestly say I have not turned the TV on once since in the middle. I always use it without getting into craziness. I was like, as you know, and we'll tell this story for a different time, but I was had some surgery in February, got out of the hospital in like early March. And from yeah. the time I got out through, you know, just going through the therapy in the world, I, I saw the world change. I haven't turned the TV on once as far as news. Like, I've watched The Last Dance, and, but I don't watch Sports Center. I don't watch anything. Yeah. I'll, I'll just stick to, like, the shows on Netflix, on, like, you know, like, podcasts, stuff like that. Um, but it, just because it's just pure and utter, like, nonsense. It's like you, uh, you told me there's one source to be like, this is they're giving you the honest facts, whether uh, it's good news or bad news. I'd probably go to it. But right now it's just so much bullshit out there. It's like... It, it, uh, we were, you know, and Rogan always says it. If you listen to him, he's like, "We've turned this country into two sides of like two. T- you're a fan of the Republicans, or you're a fan of the Democrats. There's no, there's no talking to people. There's no, there's just no middle. It's just like, all right, you have to agree with this, or you have to agree with that, and that's it's, that's the end of it. You know, it, it it it's funny. Like I, I remember, like back, I don't know, it was years ago. It was like I heard a Carlos Mencia bit, and he's like he was doing something with CNN. They're like, well, what side are you on? He goes, what do you mean? He goes, he's like, I'm an American. And they're like, no, yeah. what side are you politically? And he's like, I'm an American. Well, what side are you going to be? He's like, well, he's like, what do you mean? They're like liberal conservative. He's like, I'm both. You can't be both. I can be liberal with your daughter and conservative with mine. And it's like, oh, there we go. That's the perfect answer for this whole fucking thing. Like, just but I mean, fuck, if, 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 if you take a step back, and this is me, just my opinion. Shouldn't everyone be that way? Like, all right, I'll listen to both sides and make my own form my own opinion. Yeah, you might lean more conservative, more liberal, but like, shouldn't you listen to to everything? That's the way I I live. It's like, there's some things I agree with one side, some the other. Uh, like, so, and yes, and it uh, to me that doesn't make sense how you can be just like you can go into a voting booth and just like, all right click down one side click or click down the other without even paying any paying the mind to the to like what's going on yeah that that to me is like amazing and you know what and i think it's because we've taken like civics out of school like kids don't understand they just do what they're told to do they do what they're they're what the fucking Bruce Springsteen's of the world telling them to do. And it's like, okay, if I'm starting to worry about what Bruce Springsteen thinks, the guy who has fucking four mansions and has a Harley Davidson that you'll never be able to afford yet, then let's worry about what he thinks about shit. Yeah, no, it's got, you got, uh, 
Yeah, I mean that's where you, you. I mean that's where your whole parenting comes in. Parenting does the right thing, but you know there are some crazy ass fucking parents out there, man. Yeah, like I, 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 I'm in the older demographic, so I follow like I, you know, I'm, I, I'm in the the thing with the little Facebook era. So, but I'll, so once in a while, I don't use it that much, but I'll go on Facebook and man, those people on that on that uh, on that on that uh, on that app or whatever on that platform are nuts. Yeah, let's go back to sharing pictures of like cute kids and. The guy who got stuck yeah. in a fucking water slide yesterday. Let's just start doing that back on Facebook. Like, <laughs> I remember yeah, that, that, thing, face, that. That Facebook is a crazy world. It, it, it's like it's so funny. Like 2009, I was like, why the fuck do I want to put the show on pot, on Facebook? Like, who the fuck cares? MySpace is the shit, and it's like MySpace is gone, and Facebook's still here. Yeah, but I mean, um, yeah. Facebook, I mean, Facebook, yeah, Facebook's for the older people. <laughs> that's what it's become, though. That's the sad part. Like, the generation that started yeah, Facebook is the only ones on it now. They've been their parents. The only thing that may, pisses me off, though, not the only thing I'm pissed off about a lot of stuff, so I take that back. What pisses <laughs> me off about Facebook is that they own Instagram, so it makes me so angry that a, like a platform that I really enjoy also is owned by a, a platform I despise. And they're both listening to me, and they're going to, whatever I'm saying on this podcast will show up in an ad and as soon as I turn on that freaking app. And I'm like, motherfucker, they got me. Bro, I, I got the scariest Facebook listening to me thing ever. We were at a Knights game back in March. And we're sitting there, we're watching the game, and this guy comes up the aisle. And he has this like really cool like Knights windbreaker on, and it's got that their their shoulder logo, the the saber and the shield. And I'm like, yeah. fuck, that's really nice. I got backed in my room, hopped on Facebook, and sure as shit, what's the first thing I see on fucking like didn't say it out loud, thought it to myself. Well, that's a really nice jacket. Didn't take a picture of the jacket, nothing. Figuring, oh, I'll check out Fanatics later, or NHL shop later, or something. And sure as shit, I fucking start scrolling, and there's the fucking jacket. I'm going, these motherfuckers are planted a chip in my brain. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know about this brain shit. I know they listen to you. It's like some bad brain stuff. I don't know. That's a different one. But it's scary. <laughs> Either way, it's it's scary as hell. And I don't know. You can't make it stop. So I went and shut down all my microphones. I did everything. Like, they're going to stop listening to me. And then I tried to post something in my story on Instagram. They're like, oh, turn your microphone on. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, it, it's it's so weird though. It's like it's scary how, like I I've tried to take turn like the Google thing off and all that shit doesn't work. Like doesn't I was work. looking at a Patrick, oh. I was looking at a Patrick Kane jersey. And next thing I know, I have like all this fucking Chicago Blackhawks stuff, and I'm stupid enough to keep scrolling through it to see if there's anything cool there. And I'm like, fuck, I'm an idiot. Yeah, well, bringing it back to Barstool, that's annoying now because once the, they got rid of the. Um, gold platform so you know they made it free everything free again um yeah. so if you google for something now on like you know on like say you're googling for a sneaker now those ads will pop up in barstool and it's like come on man like why well, yeah, like, you go like, the barstool yeah the their the app or on their on uh, on your computer and then now it's all ads on shit you're looking for you know and and it's i know why it's there the show like on our website no, but, but it's like, it's, what drives me crazy is, like, I bought the fucking sneaker ready, man. I look for up the sneaker, and I bought the yeah. sneaker. I don't need to see an ad for the sneaker. I bought it already. Leave me the fuck alone. 
come up with something else that I look forward to that I didn't buy. Like, be smarter, you know? But stop trying to annoy me. Oh, yeah, that, that that's the worst. It's like, bro, that sneaker's not even available on Nike anymore. I bought it within yeah, three minutes I'd, of it going on sale. It's sold out. Right, right. I got it already. I don't need to see an ad for it anymore. What was the last pair yeah. of sneakers you bought? Um, shit, that this quarantine guy has, has uh, got me stopped from buying anything, like, apparel-related, except for, I uh, take that back, I bought so many T-shirts and hoodies that are tied to, like, People yeah. doing charity and shit, but sneaker-wise, is a good question. I don't remember because, like I said, I've been out of the game for almost three, four months. But it was probably, if if I, if I know myself, it was probably a pair of uh, Jordan ones. See, like I, I've never gotten into the Jordan ones, and then when he was saying how much they hurt his feet, I was like, I'll probably never buy a pair. But man, I, I've yeah, I'm I, not playing much basketball, so they're not so bad. <laughs> that's true too. Like I, I'm just like. I stalk now, like the Jordan Eleven releases. Like no, I, I cannot wait. Like the, I was so pissed that there wasn't a pair that came out at Easter this year on the lows, and I'm like, I almost want to like call Nike up and be like, why do you make the low top Jordans all fucking leather instead of making them the same material that the high top, like the mid tops are? And I'm like, hello, these are supposed to be summer shoes. Why the fuck do I want to wear something that's all leather? No, that's a good point. Like obviously the Jordan ones are more of a fall, like winter, winter, uh, winter shoes. So, um, but like yeah, in in the fall and winter, I'm I'm I can always be styling the pair of like Jordan ones. Yeah, in in, uh, spring and summer I get real. I go like kind of the opposite. I literally put on a pair. I can live in like three pairs of Stan Smiths, and I'm I'm fine. Yeah, it's like I put a pair of yeah. I bought, a, like, the Air Yodas, like the Adidas, like, Star Wars ones, just because I was like, oh, they're cool, and they're, like, 20 bucks. They're, like, 50 bucks on finish line right now. And I'm like, I just bought a pair of Yoda sneakers, and I'm not even, like, a big Star Wars fan. What the fuck is wrong nah, with that? but, me? like, that's the thing. For if you're going to wear a sneaker or whatever, 50, 50 bucks, or even, like, the Stan Smith, like, 70 bucks, mm-hmm. you, you know, you can, like, wear them to the ground for a whole spring and summer. Like, that's, I mean, that's a good, that's a good purchase, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, that and the um, Adidas Sense Boosts and whatever those are. Man, those things are like fucking pillows on your feet. Well, those are comfortable. I, I have a couple pairs of those. Those are those are that's a comfortable sneaker. If you're looking for something like, you know, around this time, just do a little walk around the neighborhood. Those are that's a good sneaker. Dude, I I was on when I was out in Vegas. My buddy and his girlfriend were like, "Hey, let's go for you know, we're gonna go take a walk." And I'm thinking like they're going to like CVS to buy cheap beer. Next thing I know, I'm, like, up at the fucking mall that's, like, almost at the wind, and I'm, like, did we just really fucking walk here? And I got back, and I was, fuck, I don't, I don't even remember what I was wearing. I think I was wearing a pair of, like, Roshis, and I was, like, these are usually pretty comfortable to walk in. I was, like, I got back, I had this fucking blister that I've never had before, and, like, the middle of my, like, on the ball of my foot, I'm going, well, this sucks, and I walked right into the Ross, right across the street from the fucking New York, New York. <laughs> I walked right in there, saw a pair of sense boosts, and I'm, like, this isn't going to match anything I have, but I don't give a fuck right now. These are they don't comfortable. Care. They're comfortable. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just I, need, sometimes you just need a more. pair of comfortable. Yeah, you just need a pair of comfortable sneakers. Yeah, like oh, and uh, trust me, I proceeded to buy like two more pairs of them because when I find a pair of shoes I like, there is nothing stopping me from buying them. My wife is ready to kill me. 
She's like, do we need more sneakers? And I'm like, shut up. Like, I just bought that's a pair of my first that's how I wear hoodies, man. I buy way too many hoodies. It's going to be the summer oh. and I see a hoodie. I'm like, a, a hoodie and a t-shirt option for like a, a buddy's drop or something. And I always buy the hoodie. I'm like, what the fuck? I have too many. Like, what am I doing? Or I go to like Roots of Fight and I just order like four hoodies. Yeah. Or, or you know, when it, it sucks even more when you're a, a large humanoid like I am. And uh, you want to buy stuff to support your friends and they don't make shit. Uh, here size, we go. And it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. brought them Wait, up. I know where you're going. <laughs> but no, but I, I've now learned that when I can't do it for me to support my friends, I just start buying shit for my wife, and she's okay with it. There you go. She wins out, right? Yeah, so it's like my yeah. nephew. My nephew wins when I'm an idiot, and I shrink shit that I buy, and I'm like, oh, great. Here I go. I wore this twice. Hand it off to my <laughs> you know six-year-old nephew. Like, I just hand him off an off-white shirt that I got as a gift. Never even worn it. Forgot to return it. Well, I forgot. I was also away for a little bit. So I called him yeah. up and my game bring you over a gift, you little fuck. Here you go. Two hundred fifty dollars <laughs> shirt. It's yours. I didn't get I'm to sure, wear it. I'm sure I didn't buy it. I was, given, I was given to, it was given to me as a gift. I would never buy a two hundred fifty dollar long sleeve off white shirt. God, it, it must be tough to get presents like that, bro. <laughs> you just gotta be my nephew. I'm an idiot. I shrink a lot of shit. He's he he's <laughs> uh, he's got a nice little closet of things that I've I've shrunk. And somehow um, I just shrink it to the perfect size that fit him. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that Roots of Fight does stuff in my size. I may have to start helping them out, too. Nah, they're the best. But their stuff is so comfortable. It wears well. It, uh, it lasts. Like, I have, I, I mean, I, I told him the other day, I was like, I have stuff, like, the owners of Friends. I have stuff from when he first launched a brand that I just can't throw away because it's, like, his first run of, like, Mike Tyson stuff. I'm like, Mike Tyson is still Mike Tyson. It's not a a trendy shirt, the same thing. So it's like, I can't yeah. get rid of it. So now I have like, probably like, I'm not even kidding you. I probably have like six, 50 to 60 roots of fight hoodies. Yeah. And, and they're, it's not that they're not, they're good looking too. It's like, I'm, you know, not, they're fashionable. They're good. And like I said, their icons don't change their icons. So it's like, <laughs> my, not, my, you know, nothing really has changed, you know, in Mike Tyson's world, everything got bigger. So why would a shirt that I got, you know, five years ago didn't go out of style? And they wear well. They still they hold up, which is great. You know, my problem is when you get, like, places, like, where they make, like, the large humanoid sizes, is that they don't take into account that people could be tall. They think everybody's, like, yeah. fucking round. And I'm like, bro, you don't know how to cut this shit. Like, get fat guys in here to actually help you do this. Because next time, like, I'm on a clothing brand. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna call with, uh, you know, get in a large guy to do consulting. He'll be my guy. Yeah, yeah. Like seriously, it's like, bro, not fat guys don't want tapered shit. Like I bought this like sweet pair of, like, skating like a skating pants out in Vegas at the like Knights team store. And I was like, oh, this is great. I'll wear these to the fucking game. And I fucking put them on. The the goddamn leg cuts aren't open. I'm like, who the fuck are they making these for? Like what? What the fuck is this? It's like, oh, oh yeah, we don't know. Yeah, you're an idiot. Uh, yeah, yeah no, seriously, yeah. call me. Cause I can help you out, especially with that shit. Because I'm kind of fat and know what the fuck we want. <laughs> Which is what most people don't understand. It's like, at some point, we just we want to be comfortable too. We want like cool shit to wear. Like you know, 
Um, well, it, it, I hear you, brother. It's the struggle is real. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's what 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 do they call that? What um, I forget what the fuck it is. Um, white girl problems or first world problems or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, yeah, first world problems or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that I always laugh when I hear that. It's like, oh, we have first world problems. Like, shut. Yes, we do. <laughs> I want my internet yeah, to be four hundred gigs. I want the gig right, internet. Everyone... I don't want four hundred megabytes. Shut the fuck up. No, I'm with you. I care. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll complain. I'm like, shut up. But I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna complain anyway. <laughs> it's like, and the shit like you wind up like complaining about. It's like, I make really good money, and I'm like, I'm complaining about. The fact that I have to call a pizza place 118 times to have a pizza delivered. Well, it doesn't help that you live, you you're, you know you're you're living by one of the most popular pizza spots in Jersey now, so it's a little it's tough. Bro, true story. One Thursday night, I had to call them 118 times. <laughs> like I, I I even screenshotted it because I was like nobody's gonna believe this. Um, yeah, that's, that's it's insane. Like that, and it's so good, Pete. Like it's so good. That's the sad part. It's like it's not even like you're kissing their ass. It is so good. Um, hey, when are you coming down for pizza? Not to get you, uh, like, not to get you to commit nah, on the on the podcast. Soon, I got to do it. Like I'm, I'm craving it. I haven't had it uh, in a while, so I can I can eat some Brooklyn Square in my life. So soon, I'll leave, I'll, I'll say that definitely right, soon. Cool. Yeah, because like we were like. We like order from there so much, and it's like I was like I was craving Cracker Barrel, and I'm like I'm driving a fucking Cracker Barrel. I don't care. I look to my wife. I'm like I'm but, driving out there. That's like, the you're gonna like drive quarantine. Yeah, it's like fuck it. What else do I gotta? Yeah, what else I gotta do? Yeah, I'll hop on one ninety five. I'll drive to Hamilton. I don't care. Twenty minutes away. Can drive on one ninety five. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people are doing that. Like you know, obviously working from home, they don't have to worry. You know. You just gotta kill some time, get away, get out of the house because you know, you know, the, the working from home is like, you know, every day it's repetitive, and then you're, and it's not like, you know, on the weekends it's what's a weekend. You're still stuck in the same home, which is now your office. So you're like, you know what? If I gotta drive, take a, you know, forty-five minute drive each way to get some food, put the radio on, so be it. Like, what's what? You know, sometimes you just need to get get out of that, get out of the house. Yeah, like. That's like I really feel bad for like the people who are quarantined and still have to work from home. And it's like usually your escape is going to work. Like, what's your escape now? Like, are you back well, to work now? After I, I'm working from yeah, I'm working from home. Oh bless you. Yeah, so it's like uh, you know, it's like listen, I I can't I won't complain because uh, I'm working. We you know we're doing okay, um, but. Um, I see the real challenge is with the people that are working from home with the kids and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's just, it's crazy. And then obviously there's so much unknown. So, you know, if you told someone, all right, you know, in the fall, everything be not good. But like in the fall, the kids will go back to school, just ride this out. I think they would be okay. But since there's mm-hmm. still so much unknown and then every day they're you're getting mixed messages and stuff, I feel for the people that I've got to like either we're obviously lost their jobs um, or got to work from home. Goes without saying, obviously the people, the frontline workers. Um, so I'm not, I'm never going to complain about my situation. It's just you see so many people dealing with some like crazy shit. It's just like you know, it's just wild. <laughs> you know, like me and my wife were having this conversation, and like we were just bullshitting about it. 
Like when you were senior in high school, the like last day that you have instruction and you have to clean out your locker, that's like one of those days where you've worked four years to get to this point. Yeah. And then like you look at like just everybody else in the school, it's like they, my mom's still a teacher. Like she was telling me that, you know, they didn't foresee this. They thought it'd be like two, three weeks and they'd be back at school. And I'm like, did kids clean out their lockers? Like, how the fuck? You know, kids all the, yeah, kids. Yeah, their stuff is still there. The whole thing's crazy. Like, you feel for like a kid that's like you know plays the sport. Kids that play sport, like every, you feel bad for everyone. Kids that play sports, and then whether it's their last year, or even going into their junior, these are important times in their life. With just to get it taken away, for you know, or the people that that have a business, and it's like. They didn't like you know for not for without any control it's just like taken away from them you gotta feel it you feel for them. you know it's like and then like I remember like my senior year was like dude we won the state hockey championship that year like that's the sh- like for most kids that play sports this is the last time they're gonna play they're gonna play a competitive sport like I don't consider Ever. like adult baseball leagues. Because we had that no. argument a couple weeks ago, like last week on the show. No, like, no, no. That, there's no, there's no camaraderie about uh, whether it be uh, a high school team. Obviously, I'm sure transferring to college and the pro. There's nothing like a locker room like that. But yeah, yeah there's no locker rooms in men's softball leagues. So yeah, that's my or, thing. Like, like if you to be to be considered, you got to have a locker room. And I'm, and then, then I don't count beer league hockey. That's not a locker room. It's a changing area. <laughs> no way. Beer league hockey is <laughs> definitely a locker room. Because you find out most guys like no yeah you're right it's not but man but I, yeah, I, that, like, okay, to, to take that away from a kid like you said we'll never for the most likely we'll never play a competitive sport again yeah it's just it's and they work hard and do all, everything right and you know then you're being told you know you can't play and especially for for what a disease that's or I mean you know, a virus that's shown to be not as bad as they originally said. You know, I'm yeah. all for protecting the the, uh, the vulnerable. I'm, unfortunately, somehow now I'm in that fucking category. But, yeah, uh, so am I. Listen, I'm over <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. here. If, if my company allows me to sit, stay home and work from home, I'm staying home working from home. But uh, everyone else should be allowed to go do their thing. Yeah, you are. But I, I, I know you. It, it, you know, I got to spend one fucking Barney Stinson legendary, legendary night with you. Fuck you, miss being on the road. I know you do. Yeah, no, it kills me. Yeah, it, it, it kills me that I can't. Like, I just want to. I want to go. I love being on the go. And like I said, I get to travel and you meet cool people. Like, I live the life of like sitting at a bar and you get to talk to the person to the left and talk to the person to the right and you can do that in like different states. So the last time I did it, I was walking around in, in Madison, Wisconsin. Like, you know, it's like now that uh, you know the for some proper in my fucking parents' house in the high school, in the room that I grew up in through high school, it's fucking paid. Sucks. But yeah, it, I don't know, you know, I don't know when I'll get back to, uh, you know, I don't know when I'll get back to traveling like I did or if I ever will, but, um, yeah, I look forward to the day I can get on an airplane and, and, and start going again. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait. Like, I, I was, I was tongue-in-cheek mad at you, and I'm like, why couldn't you have told me that Connor was fighting in February, in January, because I could have figured it out. Went out there, shot home right after the fight. But no, he didn't tell me that until after I booked my fucking trip. So I was fucking <laughs> mad at you, but um, 
Yeah, I I, kind of want to do one of those trips just once, just to see how that is and hopefully, you know. Yeah, it's a good time. I've done it uh, it, uh, a bunch of times as a fan. I've, you know, I've, I've seen the, um, I've seen him fight in Boston. I've seen him fight in New York as a fan, and then I've seen him fight as uh, you know as a partner. So it's, it's a, but it's whether it's him or anyone, the UFC experience in the building is it, there's there's nothing like it. I mean, a good boxing match will rival it, but I say a good boxing match because the rest of the card is trash. Um, the UFC usually puts out a solid card, so the energy in the in the building is there's there's nothing like it. Yeah, I, I, it's it's so funny. Like, I didn't realize how big UFC is. Like, I watch it, you know, and the only guy I'll pay for is Connor. Everybody else I'll, you know, I'll legally stream. Music. Music. Uh, no, I, to each his own. It, I, I would tell you not to do that if Dana likes listening, but uh, he's not. Connor, pay for it, yeah. Yeah, Connor, I'll definitely but pay I, for it. Bones, I will, too. You know, but like, you know, if it's not like a big main card, I'll just you know watch prelims and keep it moving. That's what I should have said. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, or I'll just go to a place, you know, like the resort go to a sports bar. Book. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll go to a sports book or something because at least then I can make some money back. Um, even though I did lose the last time I was at one for a UFC fight. Um, God damn it. I didn't realize we were bullshitting so fucking long. That's a good thing, yeah? Yeah, I, I guess so. I was like, I didn't know if you had a ton of shit to do today, if you got to go back to work or anything. Yeah, I got some phone calls I have a little uh, earlier today. I got some later in the day, but, uh, you know, I blocked out some good time for you, you know? I knew, we'd be, uh, I knew we would the, uh, get into a good conversation. You're the fucking best, bro. You know, like, one of these times no, you actually far, have to come here. And, one time you got to come over here and do it, but. Hundred percent, because then so we, we can we can uh, I can bring a bottle proper and we can pour ourselves a glass and do it the, the uh, we'll do it the proper way. But hey, now, this if, is the world we're living in, yeah. Hey, this was well. Hey, we're both in that case, and my wife has more fucking Lysol spray and Clorox <laughs> wipes than you can shake a stick at. So my house is like disinfected. <laughs> crazy, crazy time, crazy times for sure. But yeah, next time we'll do it. Uh, in person, unless you know, unless your fan base would be like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" And then, then, then you know, we move on. Well, well, here's the problem. I know your life, and I know you well enough, and I know what to bring up and what not to bring up. So it's like, you know, there's some stuff you just don't bring up, you know. And it's like, there, there like you I, go. good, thank like you. I was, you're welcome. And I, like I was talking to somebody yesterday, who's you know a prominent person in the softball world. And I was like, hey, when are I was like, my birthday's coming up, the annual George Brew birthday show. And she's like, I'm so sick of answering questions about the Olympics. And I'm like, you realize I will not talk about that, right? But whatever. Um, yeah, no, you're, you're, yeah. you're good like that. You're a good, you're, you're, you're a good man. Well, look, good, I know. Good man, good friend. Uh, yeah, and that, that's the thing. I don't want to ever, like, put our friendship in jeopardy by asking something stupid. Or, nah, you know. Or like somebody did last week, and you know, inviting somebody down to New York for a beer, and now now all my friends are busting my balls and being like, "So when's the date happening?" Um, yeah. I got it. I'll text you that one. That was that was pretty fucking weird. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think I'm good. You good? 
I don't have to. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll definitely do it again. Like I said, next time we do it live with some proper, we'll do it over some proper twelve, some proper, you know, some proper whiskey. Oh yeah, because you know that that's the hard thing in this place. Because uh, you know, I think I just opened up my eighth bottle, which is kind of weird. Uh, God, only eight. God bless you. You're you're a good man. No, my wife started to get pissed off at me. We're running out of room on top of the fucking cabinets. Keep going. She's she she's okay. waiting for she's waiting for a special bottle to show up someday, and she's like, I, I have the perfect place for that. And I'm like, yeah, sure. It's so hard to find just the boxes. I'm like, I had a, I found like one box bottle, and I was like, all right, let's go. But um, yeah, the box bottles came for a certain time, but it's uh, we'll get you a uh, work. I gotta work on a special bottle for you, and then then uh, and then custom wait. gear. Oh, you dude, I'm telling you, you don't have to do it. I will gladly pay for it. A special bottle, you know, within reason, but um, <laughs> not nah, as special. It's free. Oh, I uh, free free for me because you know I, I kind of am uh, impartial to that. Um, do you have any? Just because like we're missing it on the wall in my house. Do you have any like panoramic shots of Connor's fight against Cowboy? Um, I believe I do. I have to check. I think I do. Yeah, because I got to send you this wall in my house that has like a ton of like panoramic pictures of shit, and it definitely needs some Connor on there. Yeah, because you were there uh, and I wasn't. <laughs> shots fired. Yeah, I think that I, I think I can be able to. <laughs> no, no, it's not a shot at you. I I luckily had my chili bowl, which I had to sit home and make a gallon of chili, like I was Kevin from the office. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We'll get. We'll get. We'll, you'll be at uh, the next next time where the fans are allowed in the building. You're coming with. All right. I like. I like hearing that. I'll, I'll make sure I put some money away. When are we getting tattoos? Whenever we can. As soon as they let us in, I go. As soon as my boy in Boston's allowed to, we're, I'm. 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 I'm making a trip and going. So. I'll drive. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. So, right, so we'll keep an eye on the, those little Boston laws, and then we'll go. Yeah, I think they did something. Like, wasn't Massachusetts doing something? Like, there's really weird shit going on up there because they weren't as affected as New York was. What a shock. Yeah, yeah, no. The Boston's another one of these crazy places. So, there's a, there's a few of them. Where, you know, we just had Jersey happens to be part of it. So, hopefully we'll, we'll be done with this bullshit soon. Well, it's the, sad, the sad part, though, is, Brian, it's that it's, it's a specific spot in South Jersey or central Jersey, whatever way you want to look at it. That's a mile, a half a mile from me. And then it's Jersey city, Newark, Hoboken, and that area. So it's like the area I grew up and kind of the area that's down the block from me. That's it. The rest of the state's fine because why there's fucking room here. There's room thing, but I think, you know, if you notice so now the what people, uh, Bullshit! You'll see. There's people are just getting fed up with this, the nonsense. So someone's just got to come out, tell it straight, and then let's see what happens. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't want to get into the conspiracy. I'll do it tomorrow night. Um, but <laughs> it was awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me, brother. And uh, I look forward to doing the game. You're welcome. Soon, but uh, until then, I'll keep keep on listening. All right, buddy. Thanks. All right, be well, I'll, brother. I'll text you my conspiracy theory. How about that? Do that. I look forward to it. And then we'll, we'll right. talk about it next time. All right. Later, brother. Later, brother.
All right, that was my good buddy Brian Axelrod. Uh, we'll be back at seven o'clock with more of the uh, Brewing Coast talking sports calling in.